This week on the podcast, we have two people that have been on many times before, but as the years have gone by, we all get together less and less frequently. The last time we all got together was December of 2017. Now, this could be a sign that we're all getting too busy, and that's not a bad thing. It's a a Black Coffee Brigade Summit. It's Damien Abraham and Nick Flanagan. Sometimes Damien from Fucked Up stops by and hangs out too. Damien Abraham needs no introduction, but I will give him one anyway. Singer of the fantastic punk rock sextet Fucked Up, he's also done Canadian Cannabis, his docuseries on weed for Vice TV, and Bloodlust, his extreme wrestling doc also for Vice, and The Wrestlers, a 10-part docuseries on global independent wrestlers also for Vice. He hosts his own podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts, called Turned Out a Punk, and he's guested on this podcast more times than any other guest in the eight years I've been doing this. I've introed Damien so many times that you can scan the feed of this podcast to hear past intros, but I think he knows, and you know, how I feel about him. He's a good friend, and I'm always happy when he guests on here. Nick Flanagan is still my co-host for this thing, but he's rarely popped by over the last few years. Now that Nick has moved back to Toronto, however, I'm guessing he'll probably be on more future episodes, but he's recently started his own podcast called Nick Flanagan Weekly. That's spelled W-E-A-K-L-Y. That might make him a little too busy to swing by. It's on iTunes and Spotify, so check it out if you want more Nick. We got together here and then again on Nick's podcast a week later, and I think we're due for an appearance on Turned Out a Punk the three of us guesting on each other's podcasts, and I like that. If you want to hear us continue our conversation, go to Nick's podcast to listen to part two, which was uploaded before this one, and Damien's podcast might host part three sometime in the near future. That's about it. Let's start. The Tango Joe's podcast is the best around. Nick Flanagan is Tango's co-host. Hello for free. I'm so glad I like to sometimes. Damn it, from fucked up. Stop playing. Hang down, down. Because the Danko Jones Podcast starts now! All right, so uh, we're finally starting after a couple of false starts. <laughs> and <laughs> it's uh, been, I think it's been two years since we've all been together on this podcast. And now we can say um, we all have a podcast. This is yes. a three podcaster uh, meet, meeting. Podcast. Yes. You are the father that begat all these podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody's been on my podcast, and then you guys have started your podcasts with greater receptions. 
You think mine has a greater reception? <laughs> yeah, you're doing really, really good. No, no. You're on YouTube and... Uh, well, <laughs> you can just you do can, that. I'm you can, on YouTube. You can do that. You can go you, and put it on you YouTube. Like YouTube's like, you know... Someone, that's, that's like uh, next step. You gotta put a <laughs> camera in there. Someone uploaded... Uh, the, see, I love your attitude because to you, you're like you're doing really good. And that just means you're making an effort. You know, yeah. you're you're trying to do some good stuff, whether or not people love it or not. Because I always make my YouTube's, I always have like uh, controversial uh, names in the tags and stuff. So I always immediately get like, di- I have one. You're getting great guests. Uh, I do love my guests. Yes, I've had Sandra Shamus was an especially favorite. Dave Hill, you had Dave, Dave Hill, Hill, and uh, those are pretty Scott. star. I thought I thought you were getting good guests because it was getting traction. Uh, I mean, it, I I don't know what's happening anymore. You know, I've I've had some when people turn me down. When are you going to go weekly and live up to the name? I am going weekly. Four, yeah, but you do. He does four podcasts a week. No, I've I, I've lowered. I it can't now. keep up with it. I've lowered it. It's, now. it's like a weird thing because, like, I think I've always felt that your podcast you've kind of had on on a low, si- like, obviously you've had it on a high simmer, but I mean, like, a low simmer as far as like you simmer. don't put it out consistently. <laughs> it's every know, two like, weeks. Yeah, every two weeks. You yeah, have you to simmer like, on smash. You don't like. You don't make sure you. You know, like I think now, recent, like you know. I think there's a way if you wanted to turn it on to high, do it weekly. Yeah, you always tell me that. You know? He's always telling me that on the phone. And I'm always. How often away. are you guys on the phone together? <laughs> I call him. We talk. I'm, we I talk a bit. Quite a bit. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a phone about person. wrestling. Uh, yeah, I sure. Force him to talk about wrestling. Again. You know what, Damien? That does. We did have a few conversations, yeah. even when I was living uh, out, of, out of the country. Yeah, I, I, yeah you, I'm, a, I'm a phone person. I'm like, yeah, I don't mind. I, I like talking on the phone more than I can move my chubby little thumbs to. Yeah, text. me too. I mean, it's it's definitely something uh, that is an age shower mm-hmm. but I also mm-hmm. think it's actually something that younger people might not have a problem with but cool people our age would be like no cell phones came along and I am so happy I yeah. can text now you know and not talk because like sometimes it you know? takes like 14 texts that would take a two minute phone call yeah you know like you're going back and forth trying to describe something and it's like well that's why we have verbal communication and tone don't even forget yeah. about tone that's why people stop people just writing multitask. letters yeah. Well, they, How do you feel yeah. when you're driving and you look over and there's someone yeah, who's like staring at their phone oh, in the driver's I seat? It. I hate it. You can also too. multitask when you're on the phone talking to someone. I think easier than you can multitask really? when you're texting. Oh, that yeah. what you're doing when we're talking? Yeah, that's what Louis C.K. did <laughs> once famously. You hear, me, you, you hear the dab beating up. You hear me dropping the dab. You hear the record flipping over and you put the needle down. Like, no, you know. Imagine you could record somebody a phone call using a record. Like you, you were like talking to him, and you like started the record, and it was actually recording the conversation. You there know what is, I mean? Like they're called records. Shouldn't they be able to record? They did that. They no. did have those. They, really? Yeah, they used to have machines that could cut the record when they was recorded into wax. Was that like, like the uh, song poem thing? No, that was different. They, they used to have. Well, they still do. Like they have one, an active one at the Nashville. Right, third man, where you can record. Yeah, the, yeah. Record. yeah. Right. they did that in Nashville and Memphis and stuff. Yeah, but they used to have yeah. like record lathe cutters that you can get at home. You can still get a lathe cutter at home, so you could record. My dream is I'm going to put out a podcast record soon. Oh, I'll do a split Turn with you. Punk. I'll do a split. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, oh yeah, those don't have good resale value, so I guess <laughs> no one likes splits. Yeah, but, but like, should I should I edit this out? Because this is like this is you. 
These are your ideas. I'm like, I don't know. And they're really good. You've told me this before. Don't edit it. (laughs) (laughs) Nick's going to run with it now. We only got so much time. Don't edit it. (laughs) We were talking forever before the the, the, the preamble is going to be uncensored. Uncensored. You know what I mean? If this were one of these garbage American podcasts where people are just trying to be controversial for controversy's sake, all the stuff we talk about before would be the podcast. Sure. But you know what that does? It foments toxicity. Uh, it foments uh, confrontation, bad vibes. We're not about that. Well, Positive energy. No, the most po- the most popular podcast now are talking about people who got murdered. I hate oh, those podcasts. I I'm not into that. And they fill the Sony Center, man. Oh yeah, no, it yeah. can fill. It can it's fill. insane. What are they? The what are they? Cheap trick? Well, no, it's like answer. It's honestly it's like it, to me, it's like an audio version of like Answer Me's lists, minus the real sketchy stuff from Answer Me. But right. like, no, right. but the serial like, killer list set to like, yeah. uh, like you know, witty banter. Oh my god, what yes. about what about when You're everybody right, on man. Twitter? What about when everybody on Twitter was like, you know, Ted Bundy was good looking, and I'm just like. This is what's killing me lately in society is is social media and everything is so controlled by uh, press releases now and like obvious like publicity pushes, you know, that are just edging people into like, you know, Netflix was like, everyone's attracted to Ted Bundy, right? Can this verified crappy writer just start talking about that? You know, and then suddenly it becomes, because why would something trend on Twitter? Why would they not do a sponsored trending? Well, why would they not push? Because for this... Because we all know, like, to me, the thing that's crazy about right now is that we live in 90s underground culture and as a mainstream. Yeah, and as a mainstream. Yeah, totally right. Like, yeah, this conversation is totally right. Ted Bundy being good looking, it's like, yeah, this fucking happened. Like, we were all talking that's about this. That's the best way you said yeah. it. Murder can be fun. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah, like, 89 to 94 yeah. to 96. It's like. Didn't you guys pay attention to what road this went down? Like, it went down... It split into two roads. The people who were, like, into not making money and just, like, some level of positivity and, like, the Jim Goad, here we are now, he's, like, fully a white... <laughs> you know, like a racist dude. Like, it, it, and also... But, but the worst part to me is just that it's 90s culture, but, like, 100% commodified, but people are making less than ever before. You know? So it doesn't even make sense. You know yeah. what I mean? Like... It's it, it's so crazy, yeah. Like listicles and like super uh, dismissive um, jokes, you know, like jokes that are like humor on Twitter that is really just saying like, "Well, that sucks," and you're garbage, you know. And it's like a million retweets, <laughs> and I, I I can't get even that much into it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna like flip the script now just so because because talking about these things like you can't I don't, a so lot of Nick it. Flanagan Weekly is now once a week. No, it's, it's two or three. It's basically one one interview per week, one interview per week, and like two two to three two to three solo episodes a week. A lot of plugging his podcasts. Just check out. Uh, my iTunes uh, and <laughs> smash the like but no, like, but break I, the computer smash the like no, no but what I'm saying is Beto O'Rourke is like this weird sort of reversal of all of that and he kind of sucks too what? so it's like because it, he was in like a discord band does he suck okay first of all first of all he was not in a discord band but Foss was a band that was inspired by discord bands yeah. definitely uh, number two 
do not talk disparagingly about President Punk because he's going to be the guy that forces all the bands we like to get back together by presidential <laughs> decree. <laughs> President Punk is going to be the guy who goes, you know what? No, I'm going to make this happen. He'll like, be like, we need to get revival technology so that I can bring the uh, Bob Stinson back. He's going to be like, <laughs> from the grave. And everybody can have their big time. He's going to be putting together dream bands. Like, imagine the inauguration. It's going to be a Fugazi show. And he's going to be like, uh, Ian, I think it's a good idea if you put down the guitar at some point and grab that microphone and do filler. He's like, you know, and he's like stage diving. <laughs> I think there's a new Sade album coming out. <laughs> Good news. I'll, yeah, I'll, make, I'll make that whole podcast. I wish I could do a podcast with Nick. You have to cut it to ribbons. Like You must be like... Yeah. Oh, God. This is like a, a Thunder Phonics record by the time you're finished with it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the problem with my podcast. Is like I'm not editing stuff out. I'm talking about being obsessed with like Owen Benjamin's spiral into insanity. I'm, I'm talking about... You know, just all kinds of problems, just, and yeah, you know, because be because I've gone crazy uh, with the I, paying attention to all this shit. Like it's yeah, I know, you know I know, yeah, it's I hard know. not to, and it's and it, because there is this level of importance to what's going on right now. But you, you know, Damien, you were talking to me earlier about how the frustration is that so much uh, social criticism is like fully monetized now, mm-hmm. and it's like. So, so there's actually profit to be had in conflict now, and I, that's probably always been true. But, but, um, and and not in like wrestling style conflict, and like shit that matters, shit that gets people to fight. So it's like, it's frustrating. That's all, and I am watching it all. But it's always been like that when you think about it. Like these punk bands that made money and careers were making it off discontent too right like, well they were like making money off discontent but how good were their careers you know and they were making it off generalized it. yeah some are really how, good. How, how, some well now their careers are good but at the time the it class was like, did okay yeah but that's i mean we're talking about sex pistols did all right those were all very generalized you know it was like i hate the queen you know that was a real thing then right like saying that shit back then was like that was treason, right? Like that was like a. a but hard... that was trolling. Like that was essentially original trolling. Yeah, like, and that's punk, what I'm saying. Like punk it, quite a lot of that. It's I existed for agree. a long time. This kind of like I don't know, but now it's different. Because, Killing in the name of. Well, now it's like everyone gets a piece now, right? <laughs> like anytime you get into an argument, like your cell phone provider gets a piece, then then the social media platform mm. that you're getting to this argument gets a piece, and then you keep going back and checking because I don't know. It's it's. Going to Japan and spending a lot of time in Japan, like I, I, you really get to see that there's like otaku culture and the idea of like just being obsessed with your one thing. And now you can become obsessed with one thing, but then social media makes it such that that one thing just becomes your entire focus and your entire life, and it yeah. just keeps feeding you more and more. But then it, whatever that is, that one thing is. Like I know right. people that are into wrestling that their entire worldview is shaped by wrestling. Right. So something political happens. It's it's they'll interpret it through they're like I don't want Linda McMahon mm-hmm. to lose <laughs> no no no, no. I'm saying the opposite it's like it's very woke political people but there's almost like a, a woke political awareness other than self do you like using stuff. the word woke does that make you uncomfortable very appropriated term 
I think, yeah, definitely it's an appropriate <laughs> term at this point, but... <laughs> Where are the This is like a social hand grenade. Here's I feel what like I, I'm tapped in. I forgot here's about this I aspect want. of being on a podcast. There should today. be two reparations. You know what oh I'm saying? Oh my god, Nick, you're alone on this one. You're alone on it. One for the original oh. reason and two for stealing words and dances from African American oh people and music. You know, there needs to be two levels of payback. I, what's wrong I with that opinion? Go this way. What's what's wrong with that opinion? <laughs> Is that so wrong? <laughs> I think I'm right. And gay culture. We gotta do gay reparations. And indigenous. I think I think you're right. There but I think Greg right, You don't like the way I'm saying it. I just it. don't think I don't like the way you're saying it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but I also thought we weren't gonna go down this road. Yeah. Let's I thought you we got all that out of our system before the mics. How about like all what's going on music. wrestling and let's yeah like it. I was looking what do you what, what do you want to know uh, what do you want to talk about you're the host no, no, well I mean when the three of us I'm the get co-host. together it, it can go in a variety of ways well it went I don't want it to went steer the wrong it went the wrong yeah, it, way it, it went the wrong way just now <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's see where I tried out a bit that didn't work on okay stage. wait a minute I was I, <laughs> I was I was going for uh, how we started which is how Damien is, you know, behind the scenes always pushing me to to be more, uh, I don't know, aggressive, assertive with the podcast. And I've always said to him, or at least I've hopefully come off, like I don't want, as much as I want people to listen to this podcast, I'm not going to push it. I, I don't want, and that, it, uh, it allows me to, to really, I don't know, because I did that with music, man, being in a band, and it was so competitive. And you get defensive and protective, mm-hmm. and you turn into this—I don't know—this jerk. But what I love in podcasting is I can have a podcast, and I can enjoy my friends' podcasts the way sometimes I couldn't enjoy my friends' bands. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I so know what you're talking why about. That's why I like to take it a step back, and that—that that allows me to like, you know, root for you guys. That's and why. I, honestly, that's where I'm like, still at with my podcast in a way. Like I, I feel the same way as you. And you know, Damien, I can kind of feel that vibe even in yours as well. Like there is a level of podcasting. I don't think that is punk rock, but anyone can do it. And you know, it's. I try to keep it punk too. Yeah, and and you can sort of do them in a way. I'm a bit more interested in the things that are uh, the podcasts that are lesser known you know like and and what people are doing i don't i don't necessarily listen to them but i'm glad they're out there see i just flipped it into something weird now again i i, I, I like no i listen to like i mainly listen to wrestling content yeah you know like yeah. that's, that's your niche that's your otaku yeah. situation yeah and i find like that's the thing is like you can you can find so much in podcasts that are just tailored for what you're into what yeah you're specifically you're like i should listen to video game podcasts i'm sure there's an amazing video yeah game podcast. I, haven't, I haven't really found the right one yet i listen to political ones and That's apparent. i listen to the a thousand one thousandth episode of wtf which was amazing i recommend that to any aspiring podcasters I out there because it's actually a really good discussion with the producer of WTF, and they get deep into the details of how the right. show is shaped. And and I and I'm I, I thought that was great. 
You know? uh, uh, well, well with, with Damien's podcast, I mean, uh, there's been times where I've been out on the road. Nice. And I, I remember this especially because I think I texted you. And Still we doing were, it. <laughs> we, were in, we were in Spain and I was so homesick. Yeah. So I listened to your podcast and I then I texted you. I who was, Allison was on, right? Ah, uh, uh, no, it was... Uh, it was someone local. Callahan, it was someone local. Chris Callahan. Vile Tones. It oh, Freddie Pompey. Pompe- Rest in peace. Pompe- yeah, he's he's gone. How many people have passed on to the great beyond who you have had on T O A P? Uh, three. Who are um, they? Um, this is a fun. Freddie Pompey, Anthony Bourdain, and my mom. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I did. I just did out a two hundredth episode, and I I went back and I was like, wow, three people. Um, that's brutal. It's, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, it's, well, that's the thing that's wild about, and I, that's the thing I love about having a podcast is, but as much as it's like content for other people, for me, it's almost like a time capsule yeah. of my hopes and dreams. That's how, yeah. Yeah, that, that's how I see it too. When I yeah, listen back my, to old it's the same for me too. Oh, I was there back yeah. then. I was yeah. thinking that. Yeah, and it's funny because you know? I was going through because I'm pulling down all the footnotes episodes recently to put in beyond like this Patreon thing. Uh-huh. Um, so I was going through the show notes, and it's amazing. Like, like you know, I'll. I'll Sometimes in like the show notes for those, I'll put like, oh, and so and so sending in some cool contribution, and it's like amazing to see how many people like like you for Nick and I, but like how many people like wrote in that are now out doing their own podcast, and it's like, oh wow, they were somehow you know inspired in some small way by this thing that I did. Too. Yeah, I love I love getting I, even on on some level, I'm getting uh, you know people happy that i'm talking about like add or whatever mm-hmm. and like mental health stuff and and that's really interesting to me and it's it sucks because in a way because it's just rocked my idea of like comedy you know i mean as as being the most important thing and it's kind of because to me in comedy one of my favorite things is connecting you know mm-hmm. maybe that comes back to um being in a band or something because that's like such a key thing is just like connecting with the audience especially as as the three of us uh, do you know but as anyone in a band does this with and uh i don't know i just love that about the podcast you know it's like i i love making jokes but i i get a lot out of people just being like hey you know this reminded me of this it's cool hearing you do this or it's like soothing listening to this like it's really interesting to me. You have your your brother Does is most the producer. The he he is the the person who gets all the letters and emails and all that stuff. Yeah, people, right? I used to I used to check it and I found it was like too hard to try and keep up with. Yeah, and then I felt like I was letting people down. And then you get like I'm still not responding to everything. Yeah, yeah and there's like a, a lot of things where it's like I don't even know how a lot of <laughs> publicity people writing to like pitch people. Oh, that's we- that's the curse of music stuff. I think we don't is, get that. But that's like, great too. Yeah, there's, like yeah. once in a while, there's something that's amazing to kind of like uh-huh. that makes sense. But I, like for me, like a lot of the booking of the show feels like I don't know, kind of intuitive. I've got like I've got a couple episodes coming up that are really awesome. With like I got this uh, this meme artist Poundland Bandit coming on I, I, I tried to get in Zane Johnny on my podcast yeah. oh yeah he, we yes. were that close but he was like you gotta come to the show and I was like that's Wolf Eyes guy right yeah 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 um, it's not Olsen it's uh, John, yeah, Olsen. John Olsen John yeah. Olsen John Olsen yeah of American tape Wolf Eyes are super good I didn't think so before <laughs> I shouldn't say that don't say I didn't think so Wolf Eyes are really good I love what Wolf they Eyes are like Sun O to me how do you watch a show 
I saw. I don't think to see them is a. They, good. they, have, they have one record that's a lot more songs. Yeah, they they have some records that when you hear the records, I would say I've seen them before. I saw them open for Negative Approach, and it was like Sano. It was really extreme, but but I've listened to the records, and there are shifts. There's like a lot of really interesting use of sound. It's like it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And then the amount He's of, down with Al, right? Yeah, him and Al yeah. are down. Yeah, Al Senior. You got to have him on the. I've had him on my podcast. So I've much. heard. I heard that episode. Yeah, we've had have him. you done Nick's podcast. No, we were talking I about really want to have you on. We should do a. a I yeah. said he's going to come on my podcast, and he asked me if I'd run an ad, and I said, "Why don't you just come on the show instead?" I want to do an ad swap. <laughs> I think that's going to bring in what, like, listeners. listen to the Nick Flanagan podcast. Well, you know, I'll do a little ad. Do you have a commercial? Like, well, a, like a. Like I want to do like you know like a like a. I'll run it on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to come on the show as a guest. It feels weird having like a, a promo spot. I've never had a promo spot for anything. Well, <laughs> this is your big chance. <laughs> Send it to me. Are you okay. finished it? No, I've made it yet. I like your intro music. Oh yeah, Nick Flanagan. It's cool Weekly. that. You, no, I mean it's also cool because like it. You know, you're, everyone's podcast style is completely different, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. Mine is like I'm trying. Mine is really aping Colt Cabana's thing with like obviously uh-huh. throwing in some other see, things I, I picked don't. up from other wrestling stuff. See, I, see, I don't listen to it, so I Colt just Cabana. Know it's you, it's funny because like I don't listen to WTF, you okay, know, yeah. like and that's no. I listened to the Colt Cabana episode of that. Yeah, yeah. and but Colt Cabana was someone I got into. I, this, there's this live audio wrestling Dan the Mouth Lavransky. Law the you know, law CIT. Do you remember? Do you ever listen to Dan's show on no. CIT? They sponsored. They've been around for years, and they sponsored or like were involved with organizing pay-per-view viewings at this bar called O'Grady's, O'Grady's yeah. in the late '90s, early 2000s. Dan, and I would go to those. I, you definitely know Dan from around because he's like kind of comic zine music, the mouth culture, the mouth. You don't know the mouth? I, I, Dr. Mouth's medicine cabinet? Hello, what's up? He was a mouth. huge CIUT guy. Oh, I think, I'm yeah. sure he was oh, a Danko guy, too. It was like him and Thor Veloquin. Yeah. If you're really getting into deep Toronto. names that I know. Thor, Thor's, Thor's leather BFG's shorts. Dude. Thor was more of a BFG's market punk dude beforehand. But like, but Dan was like the... Dan held it down on, I think, Wednesday nights was his thing. And he would always do like... He'd always play Hawkwind and Motor. Yeah, he was a humongous Hawkwind fan. Yeah. Oh, and he was God. involved in comic stuff and zine stuff in the city. Anyway, he was also... He had this double life, basically, where he was... Not double life, like he was keeping a secret. But he also <laughs> had this other thing where he was involved in this thing called Live Audio Wrestling. And it was him and... I can't remember the other guy's name, but the other guy now runs hockey for TSN. Like Michael like, Landsberg. No, it's not Michael Landsberg. It's like someone... <laughs> but like, Michael Landsberg was in the mix with all this stuff. Yeah, like yeah. it's all... There's yeah. all like weird like... Sports connections and stuff to it, like too, and like Trish Stratus was involved in the show for yeah, a minute. Remember? Oh, wow! Like, and yeah. like, uh, but then there's these two guys, John Pollock, who became the show producer when Nick was still listening to it. Nick used to listen to this podcast. Yes, I did. Show too, and you'd listen to it online. You'd get that weird sidebar audio player come yeah. up in <laughs> yeah. the second window. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. They and they were also on Iceberg Radio when I was on Iceberg Radio. Iceberg with, Slim with my no oh. Iceberg Radio was a digital radio thing. <laughs> That I was on with mods and rockers after we got kicked off CIUT. Who was the mod and who was the rocker in that mix? Uh, I think JC was the mod and the rocker, <laughs> and I was the uh, <laughs> hardcore kid with pop punk leaning tastes, and Sandy was the uh, zine making pop punk kid. Mods and rockers was very formative for me. Not your era of no, mods no. and rockers, but listening to Jeff Ed Cohen Fox. on CIUT Jeff Cohen but with Ed Fox too I don't remember Ed Fox that? being on it and Jeff Cohen who's a promoter in Toronto 
Well, uh, you can't call him Jeff Cohen. He's like that's like that's like telling the world of Gotham that oh you know that billionaire too that's Batman Jeff Collector JC JC but then Central, people think Central. it'll be Je- John Calabresi the member of you're Jeff right Jones, that's JC. Problem. oh yeah that's true that's yeah true. you got Mods and rockers right. JC. but yeah he lived across the street from me and yeah. uh, and I would uh, say hi and like this was a weird thing I did growing up where I would just and I'm sure both of you are familiar with this where you would like reach out to the thing, the people you whose work you it's enjoyed. Called, it's called being a punisher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Brian Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're all we all were punishers. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is, is being a punisher, the, the this generation's punisher is the next generation's lead singer. Because it takes <laughs> wow, a special it takes a special kind of mental kind of like fuck up. That would make you <laughs> want to go out on stage and 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 just do something so unnatural like perform. Yeah, and it's also the same thing that makes you want to like consume all you can from these people, like information wise, and just be like, and you want to talk to them, and you want to, you know, like I think that's being a Punisher. Like you know, it's a bad thing when you have to deal with it as a musician. But, but it's like, better if you're a teen doing it. Like if I oh, yeah, if no. I were out at a show and some kid was asking me a million questions, I'd be like, "This is awesome. Yeah. How'd you get in here? But this is great. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. how did I get into those shows? Most of them weren't all ages, you know. Yeah, the was you up. find your way in. But anyway, yeah. back to so I met these guys like. Um, Post wrestling now is what they do. These do live audio wrestling, and then through them I heard about Cole Cabana, and that's how I got into just ripping off Cole Cabana's thing. But like, so I'm trying to do Cole Cabana style podcast mixed with post wrestling styles podcast. You're doing your own style podcast every two weeks. You're doing so yours. It's a little all bit the time. Of, yeah, Mark Marin's like yeah. ramble in the yeah. intro. Mine's a hodgepodge. Mine is like the solo episodes are. Uh, essentially like I'm splitting up the Mark Marin monologue and show so the monologue are like separate episodes but I have music playing underneath for like people to relax with because I uh, like royalty free music or sometimes live musicians playing behind it which uh, Danko was going to hopefully do oh, tomorrow. If you can get me a guitar should be able to yeah. We'll do I'm an adult now. Yeah we're going to do a little cover <laughs> That might not be royalty free maybe just that's what oh. you're doing <laughs> We gotta really? figure it out. We can play. I think we can play like twenty five seconds a, of it. Yeah, I think I'm willing to take some chances. Yeah, I'm sure know? Mo won't. We'll I don't. Know. You know what? If these episodes are lost to time, you guys are taking chances with people very close to your circle. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> especially if we like uh, tag them in the, in the post. And I love. Uh, I love um, the Duncan Trussell podcast style of like editing it himself, making weird little songs. So I like that too, and and uh, and then having I'm still trying to figure out what the interview style exactly is going to be, but I'm enjoying it. So I like far. yeah, like I th- I think it's like that's the thing I like about this thing is you can find something you like and just dive in, and there's there's different ways of consuming. This I'm media. just such like a general Cabana. person in terms of what I do, and I think I, that has to reflect well, in my you. You you've helped me with this podcast. Like you, you did. You said something to me that I've incorporated now for years. You said, "Why do you have guests, but don't don't tell the audience who what band they're yeah. from or what yeah. they're known for?" Right. And I just I I realized, oh, that's because I know who they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone else's. So I do that for every episode. And then there was something else that you said that I can't remember now. I lost the train of thought. But yeah, just you've helped this podcast out. Well, I think because well, it's like it's it's well, I I wouldn't be doing a podcast without you. So it was just p- paying it back in some small way. But like, 
I think that's, you know, this Cole Cabana podcast, it was him being a fan of Mark Maron's podcast. No, he was kind of, Mark Maron's podcast or something I think else. so. Was Maron's? And then, so he was trying to do, he said, okay, I want to do what he does with his comedian friends, but I want to do it with wrestlers. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, I want to do what they're doing, but do it with people in bands and people yeah. like just, you know, and I've always also just been fascinated by like the conversation with someone like how did you find out about this thing that's not popular yeah you you yeah. you uh hyper focus on this one question mm-hmm. right and then that's how you start your discussion and it goes wherever it goes i think that's always a good move Which it's I like my buddy great. chris yeah he's got that utopia to me show um and it's like chris Locke, and and it, it, he asks people well what would be your ideal utopian world you know and from there you talk about Thing, who the person sure. is, what they then I'd have to like. You kind of do that. is so direct. It's like, how'd you get into punk? And the, I love that yeah. question. Yeah, it's a question you have to love. Yeah, no, that's the thing. It's I, not. I love that. It's only. It's like my music taste. Like I realized, like that's the thing about podcasts now. Like at one point when podcasts were first kind of hitting, the whole thing was you want to get as many listeners as possible. Right. You want to have something that a million people yeah. listen to. Rogan. But now it's like, and then there's still, and that's like the model, right? You know. Yeah, like, but yeah. but there's but I think the, to me the, the new thing that's happened, which is like through these kind of sponsorship um, websites where you can have people can directly contribute to your podcast or through right. like various other kind of things where you can just build something that's just so narrow focused. Like your three's company podcast, right? Like, <laughs> well, I got the. That's what I was gonna say. I got the idea from you with your yeah. oil and flowers, and yeah. and I was like, wow, you can do another podcast. Yeah, yeah, I just had it. I don't have it like ingrained in the feed, but I separated. We're, we're doing that now too. I'm taking it out of the feed uh-huh. because I, at one point I thought that was kind of the way to go was to put them in the feed, but now I realize, especially with oil and flowers, because that's more Buddhist podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. Buddha Blaze, who who um, is the host. On What's our, that one about? Weed. Cannabis. I see. And then he's got a wrestling one that I was on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which I haven't done in forever since I started producing the wrestling TV show. But now that right. they're not... Ma- well, now that hasn't come out, maybe I'll go back to making it. Would that have problematic? <laughs> no, no. It's just Vice is... Uh, we don't know. <laughs> I'm hoping for the best. Any day now. Any day now. I'm kind of... I'm hoping to get information. They're putting out another wrestling show that was made just after ours was mm-hmm. coming up now. So, hopefully that's the beginning yeah, of I it. Yeah, I think I saw some trailer for it. I think you're going to love that one. Dark Side of the Ring. It's more your yeah. kind of era I of wrestling. Saw, I saw a trailer for it, yeah. Um, my, uh... But, yeah, like, I, I think with podcasts, you can kind of, like... You know, it's it, you can make it whatever you want and talk about whatever you want. And the other thing that you helped me out with this podcast is um, not getting killed... Yeah, that time. That was a big thing. Right? That was the time. <laughs> Why didn't you? Oh, like, oh, we can't talk no. about it. That's but it's. I uh, kind of remember. I, 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 I've like the one thing I kind of feel that I've helped you with twice. Like there was a couple twice, times, twice, like three times. Even, yeah, where I come to Damien going, hey, I'm gonna bounce this thing off of you, mm-hmm. and then he well, goes, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, like I think I think that's the the one the I don't know about a lot of things in the world like we're driving over and Nick's like how do you not know about this thing and I'm like uh, I don't know because all I know about <laughs> you is- gotta have ContraPoints on, on Turned Out of Punk that's all I'm saying okay I would definitely now that you've hit me to ContraPoints I'm gonna have ContraPoints hopefully on I'm gonna reach out about it. but I think at the same time like I know a shit ton about like just like really narrow streams Sure. Of culture uh-huh. and yeah, yeah, and music. I have that going on. We all have that going on. I think. But yeah, I think so. And it's just like yeah, but but that's all I know. Yeah, yeah, that's all of us. The shit, you know, can save lives. <laughs> 
Yeah, but like if you were like if we we're walking through the forest and you got bitten by a snake, right? I'd be like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Dude, I know what I do. Can't you ask me about <laughs> something? What you, what you do is you quickly take out your pen knife. You shave off your mustache and your lower beard so that your lips are like completely visible and doable, and then you suck out the venom from the bite. Why would I have to suck out my lips and shave my face? Because you probably won't get as much venom out if you've got the hair in front of you don't your, have time your face. Lips. Here, pass your hand. Damien's kissing. I'm getting my good hand. suction there, right? Like I got good. It was good suction, but the suction if you shave your mustache. Well, how do you? Are you sucking like this with like girl? The guy's dying. Yeah, like I'm looking at bed. You do not know what to do when someone gets stuck by it's a It's not snake. just the guy. Stung it's you. Bitten. You're dying yeah, in Danko, this situation. Who do you want to save you? You want me like... Put the well, forest. Nick's, Nick's going to get a razor away. Nick's trying to film a Gillette commercial. I'm just <laughs> sucking the poison as fast Here, as I here's, can. here's what I'm doing, right? So you get bit by a snake in the forest, right? So I look around. That's what I'm first doing. I take out the pen knife. And I cut off a little bark, and I spit on the bark, and then I make a little dagger out of the bark, right? <laughs> and then I dig out this venom from your wound. You can't dig no, out here's, venom. No, here's, here's what actually no. happens. Dan gets bit by the snake. Nick reaches into his pocket, pulls out the cell phone, goes live on Twitch, like, yo, what up, Twitch? It's me, Flans. I'm here with my man Danko. He's bleeding out, but I'm going to try and make a knife and save him. It's a lot harder to go live on Twitch uh, with a phone than you're making it. <laughs> Maybe if I'm playing, you know, uh, Clash of Clans or something, I can go live on Twitch. When you close your eyes, it's like that scene in the movie The Beach when he's all of a sudden in the video game. <laughs> When I close my eyes, I see the end uh, screen from the game uh, Fantasy Star 1 for Sega Master System. <laughs> He's looking around the table right now, and we look like the two guys from Double Dragon. <laughs> Bill, Bimmy, Jimmy, it's you guys. <laughs> Remember one of them was called Bimmy accidentally? No, What's he no, called Bimmy? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was Bimmy and Jimmy in one of the Double Dragon games. <laughs> you play that at home? Uh, I had I, I had the Sega Master System Double Dragon one, and that was an amazing port of it. It was game. the best port of it until maybe Double Dragon two for you know for Retro NES Brothers, Thunders. right in Toronto. The, the Retro Brothers at the store. No, I haven't been there. I've oh, been to A and C. I've been there. I've been. I'll check it out. You should check it out. Yeah, I'm all about the games these days. Sounds like you would get along with those guys. Yeah, it's all just old game systems and games cartridges. Everywhere. I gotta buy a Dreamcast and. Dude, so you're going to trade that comic book for two video games and you don't even have the fucking system? What? <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? Don't do this! It's so I can do better trades. You see what I'm saying? It's like, either I buy a Dreamcast or I trade them for, like, higher value games for other systems. Don't you do this with records? No. No, I wouldn't trade, like, like hey, here's this amazing killer record. I'm going to trade it for a mini-disc or I'm something. I'm trading Ghost World, right? Signed Ghost World. A signed Ghost World. World. That's signed to you. Well, that makes it worth less. But you may <laughs> sign to you personally? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of going to buy that. It's kind of irreplaceable. That's what I'm saying. But it's kind of irreplaceable at the same time. Like, that's what I'm realizing now. Like, I went through my mom's stuff recently because my mom passed away. And so I'm going through stuff and I found, to me... Like legitimately a priceless artifact. She had kept a flyer from my very first. Oh, show. I saw that post, and I'm like, yeah. I when I found that, I was like, holy fuck! Like this is worthless. Like this is really, truly I'll, worthless. I'll buy it. 
But no, well, that's what I'm saying. Like to me now, it's priceless. Like, yeah, and, and, and that is irreplaceable. Like, it's amazing the things that. Yeah, the stuff my parents have. Yeah, but like, like I don't want to keep that. Like, what you know? what emotional attachment do you have to those video games? Where you pull that out, that Ghost World, and you're like, "Fuck, I remember meeting Daniel Klaus. I remember being outside of Beguiling, waiting." I remember like the people that worked at Beguiling. I'm well, touching that. I history remember right let's now. let's let's talk about that night now because that was a very cool time. That was when the cartoonist Seth was getting married. So all of these graphic uh, novelists were in town and they all did a panel talk at the Bloor Cinema in Toronto and it was Ivan Brunetti and Adrian Tomine and uh, Daniel Klaus and Seth and um, and, and Joe Matt, and I guess that was it. And maybe Chester Brown, I don't know. Kind of like a murderer's row of independent cartoonists. Yeah, really. Yeah, and, and, pretty and, no, and also uh, Chris Ware as oh. well. Because oh, that was when they did the signing at the Beguiling. It was actually at the theater. Okay, okay. yeah. Because my dad went and bought a Chris Ware piece for me because I couldn't go excited. Yeah, and, I, and, and Ghost World wasn't even out. Like, yeah. it, like in theaters, it was a one time screening of it. Mm. And. Uh, and then wow. they were doing, you know, signings afterwards. I remember seeing Andre Brunetti, who's a huge influence on like Johnny Ryan. Let's say like he had his his Ha comic that was all like one panel filthy stuff. And I said to him, "How much of your work is based out of shame?" And he said, "All of it." <laughs> <laughs> and Klaus was nice, you know. But I think. Ghost World's going to wind up being problematic in a few years, so I'm just oh, trying to get ahead of the game by getting rid of it. It is, like, <laughs> you know, it's also that, like, I don't know, uh, maybe because I'm not, I don't have the same attachment to video games that other people do. Like, I cannot imagine watching someone else play a video game. I can't. I don't get that. But I, I've, I've liked watching people play. Uh, before I started collecting games again, I would sometimes watch old games of mine getting played. You know, on YouTube, just to be like, oh yeah, Miracle Warriors. That was like this, and then, then once I started playing, yeah, I don't really watch playthroughs, but I do watch Fortnite. Like Fortnite YouTube is kind of interesting what to me. The fuck, really? There, there's lots of uh, Fortnite like experts and stuff, like giving tips, and and it's just a huge industry. So it like interests me to watch it on a cultural anthropologist level, and also to improve. You know. You know, you have as a guest. I was gonna say. You know, you have as a guest on your podcast. Fortnite creator. Well, no, my 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 son Holden, who's nine years old. Oh, that'd be great. He plays Fortnite. Well, he's just obsessed with it the same way you are. Like he watches YouTube videos of. People yeah, playing. kids love watching people playing Fortnite, Fortnite. specifically, and it's because Fortnite is a fairly like violent concept in that you're shooting people and blowing stuff up, but there's no blood, right? And it's very cartoony looking. So I think that that mutes it enough that it's a. Uh, like the toxicity of that comes out when you have the microphone on and you're playing it with against like, you know. Or another reading of it could swearing be swearing children. That removes it even more from the realm of reality. So like, kids are more detached. From I don't know. I think I I I I, I, I always are. refuse to like. Um, I think that there's a lot of interactivity in a in a group game. Like you can have squads, you know, and you're all on your headsets talking to your friends, you know. So so I think that the detachment is from maybe like the other players to some extent. I just I just can't put that all on on like I can't. I'm never really going to be the person who puts video game stuff on uh, people's behavior outside of that world unless it's more about 
rudeness or something like something that's less like not shootings and I know that's where you're going that's not well, where like you're going Hitman and Splinter Cell and all that shit well, first, uh, what are they called first, first person, person shooters yeah I mean you know like maybe those ones are more like that but but I think Fortnite is you know it has dances related to it. You know what I mean? Like how 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 like it's it's somewhat lighthearted, you know, and it has a big community built around it. So I just think because like it seems to have one of the less toxic online things compared to Overwatch, compared to Call of Duty. Yeah. You know, Call of Duty is the reason people do swatting. So so for that reason I actually will amend what I'm saying. There is a horrible horrible world around that, but I think Fortnite because maybe it has a younger fan base is a little less horrible. It's also just like a contributing like there's a reason, you know, military services use these games as recruitment tools. That's a that's and invest a, in them. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think Fortnite is, is not Fortnite, but I think like I don't think first person shooter. But I think it's just the idea that this is like we live in a culture where we, we normalize certain behaviors because it benefits the culture, right? Like it, yeah. it benefits like you know, militarization to have these things glamorized. No, I agree with you. I mean, I agree with you about, you know, all, all of those first-person shooter games. I should have amended it. And it's like Call of Duty. Like, literally, someone was, this week, sentenced to, like, 20 years in jail for swatting yeah. someone during call, for some Call of Duty oh, I saw offense. That. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. guy just walks out. He and showed it's up like, to his house to and me, it was the wrong address. To right? me, it's... No, no, they... they okay. No, no, people... This guy calls. He says... Uh, oh, what do you mean? It was the wrong address on the person. The, the other wasn't guy even, gave, he goes, yeah. he gave him the wrong address on purpose. Oh, then, that's even crazier. I didn't realize that was the element. Yeah. But yeah, like that, that thing where you call a SWAT team as a prank is like, that's a level we're at as a culture that maybe video games are part of the stew, but there's like so much else going on to create this. And unfortunately, WWF attitude is in the mix. Oh, no, I think, I, I, <laughs> no, believe me, I, I honestly think, and I, I think we've even talked about this on the show, I've, I think, uh, I think, I think, professional wrestling in America is more than just in the mix. I think... It, yeah, it's, it's at like, the forefront. It's where Donald Trump learned how to cut a promo. Yeah. It's like where he was introduced to the people that would make up his base. Yeah. You know, prior to that, yeah. if you look at the demographics for The Apprentice, it's it skewed kind of diverse. It's yes. skewed like actually kind of progressive in some ways. And he was like... And he was also a laughing... Like, a to laughing me, he, he was like of, a humorous element of the apprentice and, and and he was a buffoon that yeah. like in spy magazine you know and the people that knew about him were like <clears throat> real estate people in new york or like people like you know he was not a populist figure yeah then he you know and then he obviously became a populist figure over time apprentice helped in that but like his wwe run where all of a sudden he's like stone cold steve austin in the yeah. middle of the ring shaving vince mcmahon's head yeah. the chosen enemy of the people it's it's like that's the board. And the now Linda McMahon is going to help him is is on uh, step down to be on his re-election team. And that was something I thought about. I was actually going to talk it on the podcast. I know you don't like talking about it. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I, I, but but I was thinking about this. Like, wow, there you know, nobody talks about Linda McMahon and her involvement in all of this and what that adds to it. And because that because when I was listening to somebody talking about about uh, Donald Trump recently. They were saying how, in his base, like they were saying they talked to his base and they were like, he's funny as shit. Like he is so funny and that is what we love about him. And it goes, wow. And that made me think, wow, like if you think he's someone's funny, 
you know, it completely redirects your understanding of them and your sympathy to them, like, you know, mm-hmm. into a very positive space nine times out of ten, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and, 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 I mean, obviously, maybe we all think Trump's funny or whatever sometimes, like, because it's so ridiculous, but we don't have that sympathy. But that's actually maybe a minority uh, When you're point. joking with someone and you both laugh at the same joke, there's, like trust exchanged yeah except he's of course never laughing he's going you know am I, can I am I wrong you know and that was like an Andy Kindler joke it's like he's where he said Trump Trump's like a comedian like he's just like look at this guy and this guy's doing this and that guy's over there doing that you know yeah, like if you, if you talk to am I wrong <laughs> and like and well like oh, it's also you learn how to cut a promo you learn how to deal with the hostile yeah. crowd there's a reason people in wrestling keep transitioning into politics so seamlessly yeah. and keep getting elected is because they know politics wrestling is kayfabe wrestling is and, and politics is kayfabe politics is the idea that we all know these people are lying yet we want to believe them mm. and I, I do was think I, I was just watching something where the guy the, the lead actor was like in his 40s and he was trying to court beautiful girls middle age no no <laughs> like 25 year old and it was totally fine where was that I just saw a movie good as it gets I can't remember it could be anything isn't it as good so as it gets isn't it like Helen Hunt and Jack Nicholson do they have yeah yeah as good as it gets <laughs> that might as well be the same yeah well, how old was he using his late 60s <laughs> yeah he's like, like 60s. she was in her don't you want to go out with a 70 year old with obsessive compulsions <laughs> <laughs> I hate the gay guy down the road. Why don't you want to go out with me? I'd love to. I mean, I wouldn't love to, but you've beaten me into loving you too. As good as it gets, doesn't stand up. Well, that's I never saw. Well, like you know, the other one that is high fidelity. You think about that? Oh yeah. It's just like a guy complaining about girls not liking him for the whole movie. Is that what that was? He's like comes complaining that his girlfriends don't still love him. Then he goes around and says, "Oh, they all suck." A girl told me to read High Fidelity. It was at one point it was very you know, <laughs> so like and that's impossible. It's problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it because it was um, the taste is really good. In it it was like yeah, well in the yeah. movie yeah, it's different in the book. The book, the book is more yeah. skewed to like UK countryish. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and then it was like uh, touch and go Chicago all that yeah indie. there's a deleted scene where on the DVD where he goes over to Beverly D'Angelo's house to buy her ex-husband's 45 collection after he leaves her for a younger woman and she's like and he's looking through and he's like oh my god how much money and it's in the book too and they start listing off the records yeah. like, and it's like That's why you I know like Elvis on King and it's like, or Elvis on Son and it's yeah. like uh, James Brown King it's going through all the labels Sex Pistols and A&M and in the Beverly D'Angelo scene in the movie, he's pulling out the records of the same record. So they actually had like and Sex Pistols on AM in the oh. AM sleeve. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was like, it, I was like, this scene is amazing. Like, that was my favorite scene in movie history. Beverly D'Angelo and rare punk records in a movie. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to go. Okay, you got to be somewhere at one. Right? I got to be somewhere at one. I want to go home first, so it's well. Good. Thanks for coming uh, down. I got to get my dialectical behavior therapy workbook. <laughs> it's at home. You have some sort of session today. I got a session. We can talk about this because you we talk, can talk about, about mental health. We can't talk about it now because it's got to go too. Yeah, you got to go. Well, next time, maybe we'll do a solo. Maybe tomorrow on my podcast, we can have a conversation about. Continued that. on. This is like this is your way of plugging your own. Maybe thing. tomorrow I'll have both of you guys on at the same time. We could do another. I'm around tomorrow. All right.
Thank you.